in the process of elimination in this competition. Pinfall, submission, or count on. There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. From the ashes of the Datafight Media Network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power, this is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. I don't know what my thoughts are exactly. I don't know what my thoughts are exactly. I don't know what my thoughts are exactly, but I do know that I want to welcome you one and all to Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. I am your host, Alan Johns. Welcome to the show. Uh, we thank you for joining us. If you're new to the show, there are, of course, some uh, announcements that we have to make right off the bat. Um, contrary to what I thought was going to happen, uh, the space alien that has been invading our show and by proxy, uh, your planet as well, so maybe you should care, uh, the space alien Skinner, who of course, um, came to Earth about two and a half years ago when I was emperor of the Datafight Media Empire, which was of course a truth-telling empire that some people may refer to as conspiracy theorizing, but we refer to as truth-telling. Uh, we had an AM radio show, we had a daily podcast, four hours a day, seven days a week, and we were growing quite a following in our little county there of Base County. Uh, Texas. Of course, everything fell apart when the space alien Skinner uh, named that. Well, he named himself that, and he came to this planet from outer space. I don't even know what planet he's from, but apparently they have something similar to professional wrestling on that planet called Nookie. He came down to Earth, and he uh, affected a deep southern accent with a deep voice, and he um, was also... Uh, he had a shaved head, and he wore a, you know, kind of leather uh, Doc Martin-type boots. I don't believe they were Doc Martens, but uh, he had the shaved head, the tattoos, the white shirt, and a jean vest. Uh, basically, used to be a jacket with the sleeves cut off-type vest with kind of the um, shredded-up edges, so it looked even more intense, and he began to build an insurgent group of rival truth-tellers, whatever that means, I mean, there's only one truth, according to, um, uh, my favorite book, and he got together this army, uh, of people that also shaved their heads, they began wearing these, uh, shiny green jackets you can buy at Walmart, and... Yeah, it was just ridiculous, and they they tore my whole operation apart, the Datafy Media Empire, so there's no longer a truth-telling empire that I'm in charge of, and of course, uh, Skinner 
uh, made it clear that the only reason he'd come to Earth was he had heard my show in outer space and he did not like it, and so he took my voice away. And after that happened, we moved out to somewhere in Texas, which is where I'm broadcasting from. I'd rather not be specific. And my daughter uh, began uh, expanding a organic farming operation that has been going pretty well. And so, um, uh, for the past two years, I haven't had a voice. Skinner, the alien from outer space, uh, had stolen it, and I uh, have gotten to the point uh, here and there among uh, watching wrestling almost 24 hours a day for two years, uh, it had gotten to a point where um, I had come to terms with losing my voice forever. Of course, that didn't happen. It came back, but when it did, my wife and I decided it would be a good idea not to, you know, talk about uh, the political things, the things I used to talk about uh, on my truth-telling. You may call it conspiracy theorizing, but uh, I'd like to correct you and tell you it's truth-telling uh, show that I used to have, uh, you know... Normally, back then, maybe I'd say something about uh, Trump's border walls, and now I'm a little, uh, you know, wondering if these, uh, this government shutdown, people not getting their paychecks, is going to reverberate through the economy and cause ripples that we don't really necessarily need a, a kind of a replacement in our economy right now. But anyway, let's move on uh, before we get some laughter or other things the space alien Skinner likes to put over this show, Ring of Security, uh, after my wife and I decided that... Uh, I could return to broadcasting because I've got it in my blood, I've got it in my bones, I'm a born broadcaster. Once we decided that would be okay, uh, we also had to decide that truth-telling was out of the question. So this is a truth-telling free uh, zone, and, um... Uh, there will be no truth-telling here. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, on top of that, we have an email address where you send your emails, send your criticism, your, your suggestions, send us things you like about the show. Um, don't send us what some of you have been sending, which are imitation emails of Skinner. Uh, Skinner, the space alien, who, of course, uh, cut a promo on me, sort of. He sort of complimented me a couple episodes ago. Uh, thankfully, he did not repeat this uh, on the last episode. Uh, I was very, it was very nice to get through an episode without hearing his voice. Uh, of course, the algorithm uh, counter noisemaker that our producer, Bernie Presido worked tirelessly to create is doing its job and holding back the laughter with random noises that you might hear throughout the episode. But we were getting some emails at, at our email, ringoftyranny at gmail.com, where you, some of you guys, I think, are trying to imitate Skinner because it doesn't seem like authentic Skinner. It doesn't seem like the kind of things he said on and he didn't say anything nice, which was kind of the big, the big swerve, the big, the big twist there. So, um, I'd just like to request that if you're gonna write us, uh, some email as a fake, uh, uh persona with some kind of goofy thing, uh, like pretending to be a space alien that once affected the getup of a skinhead, the persona of a, of a, of a racist skinhead, uh, I'd like to advise you against it. Um, and, uh, hopefully we can just move on from here. I mean... Honestly, there's so many more worthy uh, space aliens to imitate. I mean, the Velveteen Dream, The Rock, Ricochet, well, take your pick. There's plenty in our uh, area of interest alone, which is, of course, professional wrestling. Uh, we've got a, a new segment, though, to kind of shake things up here a little bit. This is with our producer, Bernie Presido, and it's a movie review segment. Um, he's got a movie that he's going to review uh, for you. I'm not sure what it is, but... 
Uh, please enjoy this new segment of the segment, uh, Bernie's Pick Flicks. Thanks, Alan. And welcome, everyone, to Bernie's Flick Picks. Uh, thank you for listening to my movie review segment. Uh, this week, we're going to go arm-in-arm uh, in arm with the law. And the movie that uh, I watched and I want to review uh, is the 2011, maybe 2012. Uh, characters in the movie still had flip phones. Um, but yeah, this was the police drama uh, digital footage mixed with uh, typical direction pretty good story about two cops Jake Gyllenhaal uh, and Michael Pena who are getting along in LA running into some serious stuff here and there and more and more running into gang members uh, they bump into the infamous uh, ICE you know the agency at one point in the movie who warns them that M uh, they don't call it MS-13 um, but that's pretty much what they're referring to. They're in California. But the movie's pretty good. Um, there's some just kind of thrown-in performances. And, you know, there's some really good stuff in it. I, I think it's written by the guy who wrote Training Day. Training Day, I prefer. Maybe I'm just more nostalgic and familiar with that one. But End of Watch... Well, if you like comp dramas, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it's not the end of watch until you watch it once if you like comp dramas. And all the acting's really good. Um, Kendrick, Anna Kendrick is in it as uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's love interest. And of course, it gets really sad because crime is sad. And when we hurt each other, it reverberates throughout. Uh, all the rest of the people, and sometimes it reverberates almost right back to us. Anyway... Give it a watch if you like cops. Back to you, Alan. Well, thank you, Bernie, for that uh, review of the uh, 2011, uh, like you said, could be 2012 film. End of watch. I, I have seen the film. I believe I own it on DVD, like I kind of teased last week. Maybe at some point I'll put up a list of the DVDs I own so uh, the listeners can see uh, the kind of mind they're dealing with here. I think you get a good feel for a person uh, when you look through their DVD collection. Anyway, let's move on to the wrestling of the week. Um, I'm going to review, uh, first off, uh, Impact Homecoming. I ordered Impact Homecoming on Fight, uh, the Fight app, F-I-T-E. It was uh, pretty entertaining. It was pretty good pay-per-view. Uh, before the show started, there was a chat room, um, and uh, I... Uh, uh, the the idea was floated of a Rosemary return. And, of course, that happened uh, two matches in. The first match was the uh, retreat to the Don Callis-created match, the X-Division match, uh, with all ego Ethan Page, Jake Crist, Rich Swan, and uh, Trey. Trey is on the map. Trey is going to do great. Trey's, uh, watch out for Trey. 2019 could be the year of Trey. A lot of people are talking about AEW, but hey, maybe we're going to be uh, looking a little bit more at Trey EW if you if you catch my drift. But uh, Impact Homecoming, Rich Swan won the X Division title. Perfect fit, if you ask me. We moved on. There was Sue Young and Allie, Evil Allie with the demonic Santa uh, Claus beard, uh, teamed up together against Kira Hogan. 
Kiera Hogan and Jordan Grace, uh, who's steadily uh, racing across the map, and people are beginning to watch that Jordan Grace. Watch her go. She's going. Oh, my gosh. It was so fast. Um, but watch out for Jordan Grace. She's a coming. She's great. And uh, she lost. She lost with Kiera Hogan. And... Um, even though they lost the match, maybe they didn't, uh, you know, they lost the battle, maybe they didn't lose the war, because then some demonic uh, bride whatevers came out and uh, brought a coffin, and Rosemary got out of the coffin and returned, and her hair isn't red anymore, and um, I don't think she's ready to wrestle again, it doesn't seem like, but she kind of put her hand out to Allie, who of course used to be her best friend. Uh, but Demon Alley with the demonic Santa Claus beard turned around and ran away. And we're just going to have to see what comes from there. But Rosemary is back. Impact is complete once again, if you ask me. Because Rosemary was the main ingredient that was missing uh, when Bobby Lashley and Bobby Roode and, and everyone else went to uh, WWE, where they're doing, I wouldn't know, be, uh, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, the Impact Homecoming pay-per-view went on, uh, amazing match of LAX versus Pentagon and Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers. Uh, I have a Pentagon, Phoenix, or a, a Lucha Brothers shirt that I ordered is coming in the mail from Pro Wrestling Tees. They had a little sale there, so I thought I better take advantage. Uh, even though the Lucha Brothers lost this match, they, they didn't win the titles, and... LAX retained, which which is fine for Impact, because uh, as we'll get to in a minute, and it is Friday here that I'm recording with you, I'm going to try to get this out before 9 p.m. Central, which is my time zone, so I can uh, watch what I'm about to uh, announce that Impact announced during this pay-per-view, homecoming pay-per-view. Uh, the next match, Willie, match in, uh, Willie Mack and Sammy Callahan. Uh, some people are kind of complained about the randomness of this match, but I thought it was an amazing match. I, it took me back to my childhood. I I mean, Willie Mack is like, uh, he really integrates uh, storytelling into the into the ring, and I think it's pretty fun. Uh, he, of course, lost the match, um, but it was a very honorable loss uh, from my perspective. Tessa Blanchard versus Taya Valkyrie happened. Uh, Taya Valkyrie won the belt. Very interesting uh, move. I hadn't made predictions for this show, but I totally support Ty Valkyrie wearing the belt. Eddie Edwards versus Mooch, uh, good match. His Eddie Edwards' wife got involved. There were a lot of um, there's a lot of married storylines going on in this, which I think is pretty interesting because WWE is kind of the opposite. The Renee Young on commentary about Dean Ambrose in the ring is very ambiguous and very hard to follow, hard to parse, hard to interpret uh, into some kind of meaningful storyline where impact is kind of having the marriages come together you know uh eddie edward's wife doesn't run off with moose uh she she fights moose and she, she's uh She's a, a feisty fighter, as we saw in this pay-per-view. But Eddie, Eddie Edwards and his wife went home uh, standing tall. And um, it's kind of a, a heartwarming thing when you think about it. Uh, uh, there also was the uh, Monsters Ball match. I was surprised Raven and Tommy Dreamer didn't show up after the last episode of Impact. I mean, Raven showed up. You thought he would show up for the Monsters Ball uh, bash. And they're in the asylum anyway in Tennessee. Like, it's, uh, it's time for... It's time for hardcore legends to make appearances on on these uh, on these alternate shows from WWE. Everyone that says they want it better, but it's right there. And Raven already showed up, but 
He didn't show up again. Eli Drake got a bunch of attacks in the back. Uh, but Abyss uh, lost in the end because, of course, Abyss always loses the um, uh, Monsters Ball matches, uh, except for a couple there. Uh, Brian Cage and Johnny Impact, pretty good match. John Hannigan, Brian Cage, I mean, as far as wrestling goes, it was fine. It was great. Uh, Brian uh, Cage, of course, came out uh, in uh, his entrance wearing some ki- a kind of half-man, half-cyborg get-up, a new costume uh, helmet that he has, kind of like the horned smoking thing that Vader has. Actually, if he added some smoke to the cyborg costume or some lasers kind of shooting out into the crowd, uh, that could even spice it up a bit. He had his match with uh, John Johnny Impact at Impact, and uh, Johnny Impact won in the end, and uh, that's fine, uh, because at the end of the day, Killer Cross came out, and he powerbombed Johnny Impact's uh, wife, Taya Valkyrie, Taya Waraloka, but she had won the belt, and he had retained his title, so you now have an Impact, uh, 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 an honorable co-title, co-championship marriage kind of standing there at the top, and I think that's interesting. Uh, it's kind of a wholesome family values uh, type of storyline when you think about it. Compared to the WWE, there's uh, nothing whatsoever happening storyline-wise like that. Every time they bring a wife in, it's a complete disaster. Brie Bella almost killed uh, Liv Morgan. Well, she didn't almost kill... Um, but, of course, uh, you know, the wives all kind of battle against each other in WWE. And there's all these cheating storylines with Aiden English. Uh, most recently, the Roost of Day, what happened to Minneapolis storyline. Anyway, Impact Homecoming, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Um, four stars out of five, three and a half stars out of four. Yeah, it's worth it. Um, it was pretty expensive, uh, but I think there's going to be some great storylines developing out of this. I think we're going to see more of Trey and uh, Desmond Xavier and the Rascals, and that's going to be great. We're going to see more of the Lucha Brothers. We're going to see more of everybody because all elite wrestling has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we announced it last week on the show, but there were some more things happened. They had a rally in Jacksonville, Florida, and Chris Jericho showed up, and Hangman Page showed up, and they kind of explained a little bit. Pac showed up, slash Neville, and I, if people are wondering uh, whether there are actually any Neville fans out there, I'll tell you I am. Priscilla Kelly, I think, is on the roster for All Elite Wrestling, and she, of course, has been all over uh, Twitter. I've been getting a little more into Twitter. My daughter showed me how to uh, uh, use it, bless her, and, um, you know, I think it's pretty fun. There's a, there's kind of a lot of nasty stuff on there, so I think all of us, maybe, um, when using Twitter, maybe, maybe we need to use a little caution, if not outright protection, uh, in the form of algorithms at some point. Anyway, um, enough of that, uh, there's probably some noises there, I apologize for that, um, Monday Night Raw this week, I couldn't... uh, There were some really strange segments, and there were some strange matches. Uh, Honestly, I started falling asleep right off the bat. So early for me. But I couldn't help it. I was I I just fell asleep. I came in, and Braun Strowman um, said some things to Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar got mad and came out, but then Brock Lesnar just laughed and laughed, and, and it took like 20 minutes. It was awful. And, uh, you know, I don't know if anything changed. Like the McMahons promised a couple weeks ago. I don't know if that actually happened because I fell asleep. Uh, 
In SmackDown, I saw Daniel Bryan get in some people's faces, tell them they were terrible for their consumerism, for their uh, apathy, apathetic throwing their trash on the ground and using one-time use products, um, pooping, whatever it is we do that's terrible. I loved it. And then I fell asleep again. I fell asleep. I saw R-Truth kind of attack him, but I fell asleep. I fell asleep for all of the WWE this week. 205 Live, I, I fell asleep. And I woke up and I saw um, a match. I saw uh, Drew Gulak out there, but then I saw a match uh, on 205 Live uh, with Hideo Itami. And he won. Cedric Alexander, and he beat Cedric Alexander, I think, so the match at Royal Rumble is going to be Hideo Itami, Callisto, Akira Tozawa, and Buddy Murphy for the championship, a four-way. Uh, I watched NXT, Johnny Gargano, I mean, he's a superstar. Ronda Rousey was the woman of the year. I mean, when you go through people that had the best matches consistently out of most of the pay-per-views, Ronda Rousey wins, but Johnny Gargano is playing the long game, and it's real fun to watch. There was a good match between Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. Check it out. Um, WWE hasn't changed at all. And I think it's ridiculous that they made that promise. It's, it's so... I mean, do they... I guess they think we love to watch WWE because we love to hate it or get hurt. Seems to be the approach they're taking. Um, MLW Fusion. Catch up with it. Uh, this was episode 38, I believe. They recapped the Simon Gotch uh, putting out the $500 challenge, whatever $250 challenge thing that he does when Ace Romero came out and uh, put him through the ringer. There was a match between L.A. Park and Gringo Loco. Gringo Loco lost. They had a recap of the Conan, uh, low-key stabbing Conan in the back and Promociones Dorado uh, throwing Conan around. He was bloody. He was beat up, and they wouldn't leave him alone. And then Tom Lawler, filthy Tom Lawler, comes in and knocks him out. There was a lot of recapping, but they did that. They have a fun thing on MLW where they show uh, the cell phone and the picture of Conan, and it says Conan speaking, and he's like, yeah, I got stabbed, and I don't like it, and I'll be back, and maybe I'll come back with the Lucha Brothers. We'll see you AEW steals from the scene. I hope it's not Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart and Pentagon had a great match. You need to go onto YouTube right now and watch um, that episode of MLW Fusion, episode 38, Teddy Hart versus Pentagon Jr. Teddy Hart wins, but go watch it. Check it out. Everybody's talking about this Andrade C. and Almas, uh, Rey Mysterio, Canadian Destroyer moves. Uh, Teddy Hart's been doing them for months, as I found out recently when I just went back and watched uh, MLW, which is definitely worth watching. Hey, uh, Impact has announced they're going to be on Twitch every week. That's part of the steal with the cable channel that they have. And that's great, guys. All of us can access Twitch. So go on there, access Twitch. Impact Wrestling is on tonight, uh, January 11th, 2019. It is currently 7.50 p.m. And I'm going to try to get this up uh, as soon as I can so I can get the word out because there's no truth telling on the show. But we do want wrestling fans to have their news because uh, we broadcast about wrestling here. Thank you for joining us. Y'all have a great week. Alan John's Ring of Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we thank you very much for listening 
Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email BerniePresito at gmail.com or 3HorsesRadio at gmail.com. That's the number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some T-shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out. At some point, we'll figure out a way you can donate. Uh, keep this ad free. And uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors. And uh, he wants you to keep fighting the good fight. Thank you.